Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have your tantalizing trio, me, Jerry, Diane and Clarissa. Hey ladies, how are you guys doing? Hey, all good. How have you been? I'm good. This hay fever is whooping my ass. <laughs> I can't lie. I'm kind of over it. I have mine. My my hay fever started in February. Um, February. Yeah, end of <laughs> February. I started having hay fever, but the last couple of weeks I've been fine. To be honest, I mean I have medication, but I've not even taken it consistently for a while. Mm. But I feel right actually. I feel yeah, I feel good. I was fine up until last week. Hadn't had I've a heard- sniffle. I've heard a lot of people have been reacting badly this year with the hay fever. Is it because of, yeah, last year we were locked we were locked in and didn't do much? Yeah, it's like, can you know, like your body point. be assuming something or like mm-hmm. you're exposed a, a, all over again like a newborn baby fresh? Yeah. yeah. So you, you feel stuff differently. Like, see the way our pockets are all been hit different, like the brokenness is, is real. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trying to enjoy life somehow, some way. And you realise we can't afford the life we were living last year. At all. We basically don't know how to act. Yeah, this is it. We don't. We see freedom and leg it. Yeah. Boy. Boy. How's the course going? (laughs) Do you know what? (laughs) I just can't wait to be done. That's what I'm going to say. Um... I'm in consolidation period now, so more independent. I'm building up my caseload a lot more, mm-hmm. more my own client. So fine, but yeah, I just want to be done now. Don't blame you. And how's stuff with sexual health going, Clarissa? Good. It's all good. I really can't complain. Um, I'm just waiting to have my implant training done. So I've done everything else. They're just waiting for an implant a physical training day for me so it should be this month or soon mm-hmm. um but on a high note my friend from my old clinic recently got a band six role so I'm actually so happy for her um Great. but yeah other than that I'm actually no it's all good like I actually can't complain about work it's it's um it's really good I'm it, like I'm blessed and in, in, in that sense I'm blessed a lot of people can't really say that but I'm mm-hmm. blessed with work and yeah I am happy no, I'm glad happy. to hear I what about you two's work uh, uh, let me not even get started with school health <laughs> I just think I don't even know where it is I'm just knackered I just think it's the heat and yeah. life they're literally whooping whipping me from mm-hmm. all angles mm-hmm. like as nice as this weekend was it went too fast like I'd love to have just not have gone into the office today mm. and just rolled up my bed at like five to nine and turn on my laptop but mm. such is life bills yeah. need to get paid yeah so here we are but no I can't actually complain I've got five weeks left until summer holidays lovely and honestly I cannot wait that's gonna fly for real at least i mean to be fair you're gonna be indoors now it's not as if lockdown has been lifted so you can say that again Mm -hmm. i can't lie though yeah a part of me makes me like i miss i think this is one of the reasons why i miss being clinical Mm 
because you actually have to go to work like yeah. yes community life is getting back to normal but when I worked through like the first and second lockdowns or whatever you want to call them I was actually going in working in a seeing different people doing different things mm. whereas right now it's literally just me and my laptop and my Jack Jones mm. but oh well such as life it's never a regret you just learn from your from your decisions that's true that is you're, you're very right there there's a beauty of learning though isn't it is you can't be in a place and experience something and then take that wherever you go next definitely literally yeah so then with that being said let's see what happens watch this space guys we shall be here front row seat mm-hmm. but like clarissa said lockdown has not been lifted you have probably all heard the news by the time this episode comes out. However, what difference is it going to make? Mm-hmm. Say that again. What difference do you guys think it will make? Or do you guys really think it's not going to make a difference? I know what I'm about to say, but I'll wait for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. Like, where it, what, between June and July, they're like the hottest months of the year. Yeah. And people are going to rebel. People are tired. People have been looking forward to June the 21st since he laid out this roadmap. Yeah. Um, and for him a week later to then say, no, we're going for another four weeks, then I can't lie, he needs to reinstate that government parking pass mm-hmm. for another four weeks. Yes. Because COVID is not over, apparently. So run me my parking ticket well not my parking ticket but run me my free parking so when does that expire now yes but well, well it's supposed to be next monday but since covid isn't over yeah he has to extend that asap exactly i can't lie it's been serving me well though you know, me. i've been doing right things with it guys nothing shady <laughs> yeah it's been serving me well <laughs> But how do you guys feel of it? Do you think it makes sense? Do you think it's necessary? What do you guys feel about this variant? Like, what are your thoughts on it? If I'm honest, I have on the variant itself. I don't want to say I have no issues, but I have no issues because <laughs> every part of the world is going to have a dead own different variant. Yeah. yeah, and we're just going to have to live with it. It's like, for example. Say the Australian, I mean, say like the flu vaccine, it's based on the Australian flu, but we have completely different weathers to Australia. Yeah. But we're still using their flu, their flu vaccine. So how does that work? I don't know. I think that's my views on like the variants and stuff, but I don't really think this is going to make a difference between June 21st and July the 19th. It's just an extra four weeks to keep us from doing what we want to do. Yeah, I kind of feel like Boris should never have committed to a date if he was never sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yet again, people continue to lose confidence in you and your government. Mm-hmm. You're selling people a dream that you know you will never have been able to fulfill. Because from the looks of it, it was never going to happen, ever. Mm-hmm. It was just, let me dangle something in front of their face to keep them occupied and keep them compliant. And then just as I'm near that day, I'm going to take it away again. Because, and not because I want to, but I can. So I have. This is it. Yeah. 
Um, it sounds like Christmas all over again. Yeah. Um, I just keep thinking about how many people's lives are being ruined, how many people's businesses are crumbling mm-hmm. because they can't open. And Especially to their full capacity. No, exactly. And I think furlough will start to stop from July 1st. So then they're not even going to make it longer for the, the period of time he's set. Do you know what I mean? I thought, oh, yeah. I thought it was to September. No, apparently not. Apparently they're going to start to re- like phase it out. Oh, wow. So they want to phase it out, but lockdown hasn't ended. Then how can you phase it out? Because I think the issue that they're saying is that people are, are just being on full pay and living their best life. Well, exactly. Did they not bring this in last year? And we've kind of lived with it ever since. And I can't lie to you, as a nurse, that kind of frustrates me a bit. Because like we're here breaking our backs for work. I'm going to work and doing what I do, and I love my jobs. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm annoyed to do it, but someone else is sat being paid a full wage and basically doing whatever they want anyway. If you had the choice to be furloughed or continue working, I would work. I'd work. Yeah. No, I don't think I could. Not working for over a year. That's true. But then also, that affects your mortgage applications, applications and stuff. Because when Theo and I did the application, they went with his furlough wage. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, there's no guarantee of him going back. You know, it's all uncertainty. So they'll go on your furlough wage. Wow. Mm-hmm. I never and thought about it at that from that point of view, to be honest. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's big. Yeah. So imagine how many other people has affected in that sense as well. Exactly. But then it just confuses me because so obviously we've all been looking at um facts before we jumped on the podcast, and they've mentioned that. The Indian variant, the Delta variant, entered or was recognised in the UK from the 1st of April. It's now June the 14th. So that's about... Two and a half months? Two and a half months. The incubation period or self-isolation period is about two weeks. So what I don't get is by now we should have seen a spike in hospital admissions. We should have seen a spike in deaths. Now, I just don't get what a month of a month of restraining this lockdown is going to make a difference to that number because we're still going to live the same life as we're doing now. Surely mm-hmm. the way we're living now would make a huge difference and it's actually very risky. So I just don't get what this what this what this lockdown is going to do, what what is going to be what's the effectiveness of it? And then also, what is the difference between re- lifting the lockdown and how we're living now? Literally, it's just things will be able to... I honestly think the difference is things will be able to be open to its full capacity with no restrictions. However, like I was saying earlier before we start recording, the life we're currently living this June isn't any different to the life we've been living last year. Yeah. Like, for example, social-wise, I'm more a day party girl. Day parties are happening. Yeah, People are dancing at day parties as much as they're saying that, you know, we shouldn't. People are living their same lives. Mm. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? People are going out for drinks. I don't know about you guys, but day drinking and stuff like that has become the way forward. I can go home at 9pm and sleep and wake up fine the following morning. That's oh, yeah. my life better. 
yeah, hundred percent. I prefer it. So, like, I don't know what's got what's going to change. What just how many how many people you can have at a venue? Yeah, it's just I guess it's just that, like you said, it's just the number of people, isn't it? But mm. in terms of impacting the COVID rates, how, what we're doing now will impact it just as much. So, mm-hmm. what is lockdown for? Agreed. I like the way I liken this to is going to the supermarket. When you go to the supermarket, they don't put you in a line of vaccinated and non-vaccinated. No. No. You're all good. Right? That's the first thing. Some people don't wear masks because they're exempt. Some don't wear masks because they choose not to. And some people do wear masks. But so then who, checks? who checks as well? You right? have a random security guard at the door half, saying, where's your mask? Half, half the people don't wear their masks correctly. They wear them underneath their nose a lot of the time. <sighs> which angers me a lot of people wear masks that you should expose of every four hours sorry dispose of every four hours because they lose their protectiveness but they probably wear one for the whole day for example day some even week yeah so many measures that are supposedly happening but really what are they doing nothing and like you guys said i think it was the previous podcast or a few episodes back Things that are supposed to be mandatory, why are we paying for? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, face masks are supposed to be mandatory right now. So mm-hmm. why are we paying in shops for a box of 50? Obviously, you can have your home stash, but should they not be free? Like, they're giving out the lateral flow tests. Yeah, exactly. it should be essential, right? Mm-hmm. Meant to protect our lives. Exactly. Yeah. Like what's what's the difference in that? No, I don't get it. And it's not. It's not. And also, when you go to certain shops, they don't offer them for free as well. Some of them them there for you to have. I just also like along with what you're saying, Clarissa. If the box is just open or underneath everyone's touch, why am I going to take one? Mm -hmm. There you go. That's another point made as well. Mm Hmm. I don't know it's just all up in the air and I just have so many questions that I know aren't going to be answered mm-hmm. and it, it just doesn't make sense it's frustrating and I think for medical professionals as well because we're actually involved in COVID and because we're probably seeing it as well we've got a lot more questions because we're probably questioning it from a medical point of view mm-hmm. in terms of effectiveness and everything but then as he, as just say someone from the community we're just like what the hell i agree it's it's just very tiring very tiring to think we're in a first world country who are vaccinating at a very quick rate but yet we're still so locked up Mm -hmm. it's like being in a house and watching everyone else live their life and you lot are stuck in the house and yeah the facts don't match up. The numbers don't add up. The figures don't add up. And nobody wants to explain to you. Yeah. Like you said, all they ever show us is graphs, not numbers, graphs. How are we, normal people, supposed to interpret that? Why haven't they, and talking about that, why haven't they sectioned it? Like, okay, London has gone up by this and these are the hospitalizations, like they did with the Kent one. You know, why aren't they, there must be enough numbers and there must be enough um, evidence to show 
what's happening in each hospital around the country. Mm. Why aren't they showing us this? Because it's a, this is a scaremongrel tactic. Mm. It's their way of instilling fear and keeping that fear within us, which I think is horrible. It is. Because like Diane said, it's going to play on people's mental health and all sorts. Like, like if you look on social media, half of the people that you may follow are looking forward to lockdown being lifted completely. Another half are now scared. But what are you scared of? Because we were living that life before. Mm-hmm. I think a lot... Sorry, go, go ahead. No, no, go uh, I think a lot of people are scared because they think this might be the new forever. Well, yeah, definitely. But it's because every time you think there's an end in sight, they trip you up again. Yeah. So you can understand why somebody would be apprehensive to even dream about life before 2020 because we're going into two years of this in England. Mm -hmm. We're getting to that point where we've been two years stuck in this ride that we can't get off of. Right, that sounds daunting when you put it like that, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. And and that's what it is. And like, Chris, you said before, the language that they use. Yeah. Freedom Day like all of our wills have been taken from us that like we have no rights they're gone they don't belong to us and it sounds cool. like emancipation day yeah and he has it in his hands well i'm gonna decide when you can do this because like i was saying to clarissa i think this is their way of keeping it going until september comes and flu season begins and they're gonna be like oh well sorry guys you know flu season's gone up covid numbers are gonna go up so we now need to lock everyone down again yeah and that's how I see it, as in, if we don't get a grip, and this might sound brutal, and our health professionals might see, sit here and think, what are these girls talking about? But I see it as, if we don't get a grip and learn to adapt, we're going to be stuck in this thing till kingdom come. Exactly. And look at our we other... Of COVID, we'll die of other things. Exactly. Look at the other places, the other first world countries that are living their best lives, like... I know we always say we can't compare ourselves to the States, but look at them. They're still living their normal lives, still going clubbing, still going out to restaurants, doing doing activities. Why do we have to be shut down? Australia. Right? And yeah, in Australia. I mean, a lot of it I do think, I mean, when we compare ourselves to Australia, they took action from day dot. As soon as mm-hmm. they had a vaccine was about they were like yeah that's it we're shutting it down like however they knew what to do go on they're also still not letting people in good yeah well yeah like both nationals i don't blame them both nationals and internationals so that's another way that their community that their uh, what's the word i don't want to say community their society is thriving because they're focusing on what is happening inside the country now but us, the UK, we're too busy following and snooping, looking what other people are doing and writing pointless rules and regulations for our people to follow. And then I think Dan's mentioned it in the previous um, podcast, stand by your source. You're mm-hmm. saying the vaccines are effective. Yeah. So show I us. Would under- yeah, show us. I would understand if you're saying, okay, maybe um if they said if they're okay this and now i'm going to play devil's advocate if they said Mm -hmm. the vaccines are effective 
we are just doing this lockdown just so we speed up the vaccines and then everyone can be released then i would be like oh okay fine i understand why they're doing it they probably just want the vaccine rollout to speed up before everyone just goes out in masses mm-hmm. um and they just want one more month of catch-up i get that but the reason why they're doing this lifting of the lockdown is because they're just saying oh there's a rise in cases and they're to not me, telling us anything else just yeah. as a rise in cases that could, that could be one case mm-hmm. but i agree and if you are on social media and you look at facebook and you look at a lot of the core brit who love to holiday in the summer and whatnot they all took the vaccine so they could go on holiday mm-hmm. and they had this assurance from week in hancock in december that no once you get it you're good like you're fine you can do what you want but now but, you're paying extra money for covid tests yeah then everywhere but sadly they're like everyone else who are basically stuck mm-hmm. money or not it makes no difference because you're gonna have to go through the same process i think in regards to getting the vaccine if you actually went out of your way, and I'm sorry for those who have, if you went out of your way to actually get it done because of a holiday, I I got no words for you because I just don't understand how you really believed the vaccines would just give you that right. But if this is what you're being told, it's and they're true. pushing this agenda that, you know, when summer comes, you'll be able to go away, be able to book your trips. XYZ countries will let you in. We're gonna have a code passport, all that malarkey. You'd do it. Mm. I, I can't lie, I'd possibly do it. Because I love traveling. And you would mean you would. It's like yeah. It's like an but exchange. Then now, look what's happening. And yes, you may have the vaccine, but now you have to what take take a test 72 hours before. Yeah. As soon as you land in wherever you're going, maybe you might have to quarantine where you're going. They may have to say it's quarantine not in a in a hotel. Who that, that means you're that's another bill you're going to fund. Mm. Coming home, you have to you have to test. Depending on where you are, could be up to three hundred pounds. And then when you get home, you have to test day two and day eight. So imagine like you know when we could do those quick trips to Spain and Portugal. For like I don't know a hundred quid, yeah. You're now looking at like an extra four to five hundred quid per person on yeah. tests. And God forbid it goes on the red list whilst you're out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then imagine now having to try and change your tickets and panicking about how you're all going to get back because if you've gone as a family, getting tickets to everyone on the same plane, you know, mm-hmm. avoiding fees. The cost to change a flight. I mean, how much? How much can you play with our lives? This, like, I didn't know it was possible to do this much. And also Honestly. with work as well, annual leave. Like, make sure you got enough annual leave to cover those days you need to self isolate. And actually, hold up, I've got a question about this self isolation. So you come back, mm-hmm. you do a test on day two. Mm-hmm. you do a test on day five but you can buy test on day five as like test of release okay you can so but i don't get it what if on day six you get it but you've been released on day five 
So you've got another two days to potentially spread it about, and then you take a test on day eight. I don't get it. Why? And then this is why I think you know what. In general, because like in general, this is like how I feel about the testing. Okay, yes, I, I get that we should test to some extent. However, me testing today is not going to pick up COVID. I've got tomorrow. No, God forbid. But do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I guess that's quite similar to what you're asking in terms of if I test, if I pay extra and test on day five and it's negative, day eight, I, now, I mean, day six, I now start showing symptoms X, Y, Z. Who's to know? This is it. And then also, I don't, I know they're saying you need to self-isolate for two weeks, but they haven't actually told us the window period for accurate testing for COVID. Mm-hmm. Now, for example, chlamydia and gonorrhea they take about two weeks to show accurately in tests Mm -hmm. so from when you've had sex with the first so say you had sex with someone for the first time yesterday you need to wait two weeks before you get tested for chlamydia and gonorrhea for it to be accurate what's up with covid like they haven't said that they don't know when the incubation period for it is what's the window period how do we know we're getting tested too early like all they're saying is test when you show symptoms but sometimes even when you show symptoms the viral load isn't high enough for it to show in tests mm-hmm. we, we don't even have guidance on that i couldn't agree with you more clarissa i really couldn't i just it's- think it's funny how you know this is all going on boris has extended it and he's also said that you know he wants to secure the nhs this is why he's doing this secure what for the nhs we're just trying to keep us hostage until flu season comes honestly it's not making sense and like our our conversation here today already we've dissected so many we've dissected what we've been told Mm -hmm. and at the same time we've also unearthed more questions and that's just between the three of us so if there was more people involved what would they say and I, I can't lie, and I implore, I implore people who are listening, ask questions, look for, for real. This, this is your life. And we're not saying we are against everything that's happened because we're not, that's not our stance. Mm-hmm. No. Question, question what's happening in front of your eyes. Read, research, even if you need to be signposted to a credible source, find someone who can signpost you to the right place. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, this is our future and it is our life. And if we continue like this, when is the light at the end of the tunnel going to actually shine? When? Exactly. I we I just don't get what's happening. I like I just I I genuinely just don't understand. And that's where the confusion is coming from and all these questions. It's because we don't understand. Not mm-hmm. it's not being it's not being explained properly. They're no. not telling us accurate like I think because of our nursing background I think we kind of and and I think Diane touched this touched on this ages ago we question things it's because we're the figures rationale there has to be evidence behind why you're doing something there is yeah 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 which is the same which is basically what you're saying and what you're implying yeah we're going to ask questions because we ask questions in our normal day lives and at work and this is what this is our bread and butter Mm -hmm. I'm not just gonna sit here and let Boris say, okay, we're shutting the country down again. Nothing's open. 
until the 19th of July or whenever, blah, 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 blah. But why? Yeah. Why have you shut this down? What's the rationale for this? Can you show me some evidence behind this? Is this really going to help? If you've been vaccinating at triple speed, at like triple speed, and you're still doing it, why are you stressing? Yeah, for real. And if you're saying it does protect you from the from the virus, and and I'm not saying protect you, meaning you won't get it. I'm saying protect you from severe illness, hospitalization, and death. Mm-hmm. Then, what, what? What? Yeah, what is the logic? And I want to. I want people to understand that the flu vaccine works the same way. The flu vaccine helps you from not getting ill like too ill and prevents hospitalization and death the flu vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting it mm-hmm. just to make that clear because i've had a lot of people saying okay the flu vaccine stops you from getting it mm-hmm. i'm like no you can still get it but it's just not as bad yeah so was wasn't that was the whole point of the vaccine rollout it was to protect the nhs and protect from overwhelming the nhs so if I'm honest, I feel like this whole saying protect the NHS is another scapegoat they like to use and throw under the bus. Mm. I'm to do this, protect the NHS. Okay, honey buns, but you're only giving me my 1%. Cough up then. Yeah. If you want to protect us, give me more money. I definitely agree with you. And if the, the people that should be protecting NHS is them. Mm-hmm. Give, it, yeah. give us more money, pay us properly, treat us like the professionals that you put us on a pedestal to be. Exactly. You know, don't don't push all of the responsibility on people. Oh, they could have protected us from the get go. Give mm-hmm. us give us the appropriate PPE and in a timely manner. Exactly. <laughs> you know, from you know, but why? And like you guys said, though, why only protect us from COVID? There's other things that we need protecting from. You know, mm-hmm. like you guys rightly said. so confusing but i think what really just baffles me is the variant has been here since the first of april it's now the 14th of june what what's been happening honestly carissa when you you find out let us know oh yeah i just that that's been my question this the past two months what's happening what's happening are there i have and my matron she's kind she my matron at work she's she's on it she's on the ball with it she is the first one to say there's been admissions she's the first one to say it's probably not going to be lifted like she's on the ball Mm. she's not even said there's been hospitalizations um the rates the the rates have increased at the local hospital no word on redeployment no word on a third outbreak so but again this is it reiterates my facts this out this outbreak of the delta variant what is it actually doing okay people are catching covid but are they dying Mm. are they not dying are they surviving just telling us that the numbers are going up what does that mean do we have do we have people who are just testing positive but are are well? Mm-hmm. Also, on top of that, these testing positives, and I've never been able to actually get a complete answer. Are these repeat tests? When I worked on the COVID ward, they were testing people like twice a week, three times a week. Mm-hmm. Are those being counted in? 
And is I'm that gonna know. is that one person having yeah. five? Tests? Yeah. Exactly. So, and yeah, because so yeah, so they were testing people. I think weekly or even twice a week at one point, and that was just to see whether. It, that was to see whether it went away like within a few days or mm-hmm. if the viral load wasn't picked up so i want to know if these positive are these extra positive results for that one person being added in and i i just got a feeling that it probably is this is why we're seeing numbers rise because they're testing one patient like 17 times and they're coming back as positive i know they did last year 100 million percent they did mm-hmm. i know that so that's what I want to know. Like, is this one one test per person, or not? Yeah. All, all see, all good questions. Because, as you said, if one person is, if one sorry person is having five tests done, mm-hmm. when do you draw the line at that? Yeah. And how often and are you then- testing them? How long has this patient been with you? Yeah, yeah, like I'll I give an example. So when my mom got COVID, she tested positive at home. Yeah. This was the twenty something of December, I think. Yeah. Before the new year, then we when she went into hospital, she was tested again, which was still positive in the hospital. And we then asked them, "So when do you test her again? Check that she's negative." And they're like, "We don't." So we just assume people are negative free. So I was like, "So then when do you know she's negative then?" And they were like, "Well." We don't know. Like, we're not going to test her again. But why not? And that was the answer. And I was shocked. I can't lie. In line with the story you're saying, I I generally feel people should be tested on discharge and called up with the results. Yeah. 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 But do you think they should be allowed out whilst they've been discharged? Unless they're going to self-isolate. They can go home to continue self-isolating. Yeah, but they should be swabbed a, like a second or third time or whenever on discharge. Also, another thing: there was a guy in Italy that was positive for nine weeks. Wow! Doesn't he wasn't severely ill? He was just the viral load was just being detected. But then I I can get why that can happen. And mm-hmm. sorry to always go back to sexual health conditions, but chlamydia is a good one. So say you got chlamydia today, mm-hmm. if you get tested within four weeks, you can get a false positive because the dead the dead cells are being picked up by the swabs and is reporting it back as positive. Mm-hmm. The cells are dead. You're not infectious anymore. However, it's still giving out a false positive. Do we, do we know that it gives, again, once you start showing symptoms, once you start getting better, would you still detect, would you still be positive for a while? Like, will the viral load still be there, but you're not infectious? Like, we don't know anything of it. Mm. Still. Nothing at all. But even what you're saying about the viral load and stuff like that, and like the dead cells, I think that's the same with COVID. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so say I had COVID today and I was really ill for two weeks and then I got discharged like how do we know when is the accurate time to test people what if mm-hmm. we're getting false positives and that's being thrown into the numbers it probably is whatever to boost the numbers to make it look scary to the world that's what I believe 
it's just I don't know it's just it's an inconvenience it's just like a puzzle that will we ever get all the pieces to it I don't know will we ever be set free at this rate I don't know child all I know is I'm free I'm not going to allow my emotional or mental health to be declined because of this government. I refuse. Mm -mm. There's too many things to do and that's about to happen for them to continue all of this. And who is the one that said it? Like, uh, it wasn't Margaret Thatcher. Jesus, what's her name? Theresa May. Theresa May. There was a recent video of her just saying COVID is going to be around forever. What are we doing? But it's true. Yeah. I can't lie. In that moment, I missed her. Because yeah. she did say anything that wasn't right. Yeah. Why did she do with the truth? Absolute truth. Why did she resign again? She was pushed out. Because mm-hmm. oh. of the whole Brexit thing and a load of other stuff. And She was essentially shoved out of the way. It was like, you know, how do we get one up over her and move her along? It was moving on, and then we're gonna bring the next one. Yeah, I didn't think she was that bad. I thought she was quite good. She tried. Yeah, like even with the whole Brexit thing, she literally had taken the UK like under her wing, like it was her baby, and was pushing. I just think people, other people in the government, one don't like to see a woman win because they're sexist. Yeah, and two, they just weren't here for it. Mm-hmm. They wanted what again. This is going to take me back to the bu- the buses that said that the three hundred and fifty mil were coming back to NHS. Mm-hmm. Where is that money? Mm-hmm. But now people are all crying like you know we want her back. Okay, maybe not to that extent, but you get my drift. Yeah. Also, this Brexit thing was an absolute shambles. I think it's happened. It happened too quickly. The I mean, yeah the. There was a lack of information for for all of us to make an informal decision, a, a formal decision. Mm-hmm. But, but this is how they play topic. their dirty tactics. Yeah, they rush things. By the time you can really, how can I say? By the time you can come to grips with what's going on, already done. Another story. Mm-hmm. Even like, I'm not sure if you guys ever remember seeing this. Looking at like I remember there was some news page, some news newsletters that were interviewing people that had voted for Brexit. They thought it was gonna do something great for the UK, but now they have no jobs. Yeah. Because people they were trade with will all be in Europe. That's not. And I feel like these are the same people that just that don't question things. Mm-hmm. They just assume that what they've been told is gold dust. And run with it. The thing is, I'm not against the government. Like I, I respect the government. I get why we have a government. I get it. I, mm-hmm. I'm with it. But you need to. We need to. Everyone needs to question more. Mm. You know, especially now, because now, now it's just not making sense. And mm-hmm. I don't have any logical responses for people who will question me on this either. I'm yeah. with you. And what more can we find, say? Like, it's a question, it's a topic that people struggle to ha- to to discuss because yeah. you're either on you're either on one end or the other end. But I think people need to talk about it more. 
mm-hmm. and yeah. open, open their minds more to what if. Yeah. You know, and you're not wrong for asking questions. I think you're, you're being educated and you're doing yourself justice by trying to find out more about what's going on in mm-hmm. humanity, more or less. Boy. I don't even know what to say. This is it. This, I, yeah, this is it. I don't know what to say anymore. You know, it's it's mad. And then with the Astra vaccine as well, you know, with this whole blood clot business, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people, a lot of under 30s who have had the first Astra vaccine. There's not much information on what to do with the second one. Where is the evidence to show that it is probably safer than getting the first one? Where's mm-hmm. the reassurance that we need? You know, it's that's not say. fair. Yeah. Say. Absolutely not fair. Ridiculous. Wait. For them to say that a vaccine is causing blood clots, when why are we shooting up? Well, not like that. But why are we allowing them to put it in us? Again, that sounds so wrong. I'm so sorry. No, it's all right. So I think I think that statistics are I think one in every sixty thousand. I get it; it's slow, but it's still why? Yeah, why risk it? You know. And it's like these red blood clots as well. I think one of these. I think the and I don't want to scare people, and I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this. But once you get one of these rare blood clots, I think the fit- fatality rate is like maybe 12 to 18%. Wow. Yeah. Well, so you said it's fine. a rare blood clot, so it's not even something that would be... Re- I don't want to say blood clots are routine because they're not, but like yeah. something more simpler to have to manage. Yeah, not these ones, apparently. I think these ones are like low platelet ones i think i think low platelets correct me if i'm wrong guys low platelet is basically when you have not enough plate platelets to create clotting factor or something Mm -hmm. so it's like a low platelet one and then it goes it's like in your you can get some of them in your brain and stuff i think yeah i don't know why this one's rare but apparently these are rare non-typical blood clots boy boy I don't like I actually I'm speechless I'm not shocked but I'm actually speechless I have nothing more to say yeah well, I just have questions that's it and I think you know, like I said like closing statements and whatnot is if you do have questions reach out to people that you that you feel that you trust that can point point you in the direction of credible sources so you can educate yourself mm-hmm. and read up more if you find the news overwhelming, don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and surround yourself with good things that are good for your emotional and your mental health. And live your best life the way you need to. That's what I will say. Do what you have to do to be good for you. I couldn't have said it any better, Diane. You only live once. Yeah, exactly. You don't know if tomorrow is coming or going. You don't know. And you I know who promised. I... Yeah, you know who I feel sorry for? And I know with every medication there is a risk. I know that and I, I appreciate that. But I really feel sorry for the COVID survivors, mm. those who have not had COVID, those who have survived the peak of COVID, who died from the vaccine. Mm. Th- that must be 
that is traumatizing because yeah that that is traumatizing i think this is a stupid question but how they had them though they must have been have there been deaths down to the vaccine yeah they have boy so i i went on and i should have done this i went on the yellow card um reporting thing hold Mm -hmm. on yellow card let me let me actually bring it up right so is that the thing at the back of the bnf no no the yellow card is actually online um that's why you report like the reactions yeah yeah so let me do you want to go on should i go on the astro or should i go on the pfizer one either Okay, so the number of UK suspected thrombolytic thrombolic events with concurrent um, thrombocytopenia reports received for the COVID vaccine AstraZeneca by patient age up to and including 2nd of June. Right, age ranges 18 to 29 years old, number of reports 27. Number mm. of fatal reports, seven. 30 to 39. Number of reports, 46. Number of fatal reports, 10. 40 to 49. Number of reports, 94. Number of fatal, de- uh, fatal reports, 10. 50 to 59. Number of reports, 90 number of fatal reports 20 so yeah so in regards to the suspected thrombo thrombolic events with concurrent thrombocytopenia with astrazeneca there there have been fatal reports yeah there's more with, guess, gone but, there's more with women. So females are 200 of report, 200 reports and number of fatal fatalities, 39. Males, 169 reports and number of fatalities, 27. Boy. I think that's just giving me more so food for thought, really. Mm. But then and, and, you know, I keep going back and forth because if I'm going to be looking at other medications, th- th- will the numbers be similar? It could be. They could be. Yeah, they could be. So it's probably a good thing. But then at the same time, it's confusing. It, it really it is confusing because you just don't know t- to go with it or not. Yeah. And then also, I think in a way, I, I, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I think this is one question. I understand COVID is dangerous, and my partner had a blood and a COVID induced blood clot, and that's scary. That is scary. Mm. But what is the like? What is the percentage of actually catching COVID? So, for example, what is the likelihood of catching COVID? We don't know, though. We We don't know. Yeah. So you're kind of thinking, I don't know the percentage. So mm-hmm. I could actually miss it. And you're right, I could actually, you could miss it. But with the vaccine, you're actually going to get it. True. So does that make sense? So it's like, would you rather take the risk of chancing not to get COVID, which it can happen, you may not actually get COVID, or would you chance getting the vaccine and actually 
put yourself at actual immediate risk of this adverse effect. Mate, like this is the reason why you have to make an informed choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to do what is right for yourself and your body. Yeah. If, if this is what you want, go and get it. If you're not sure, do your research, speak to doctors, speak to nurses, read the right sources, educate yourself. Yeah. And do what's best for you and stand in your truth. If you want it, good. If you don't want it, also good. Yeah. But you are happy in your choice. That's the main thing. Amen. 100%. I agree. 100%. I think that's There's no. Go on. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. No, I was just going to say, I think that's a great note to end on. So if you've got something else to say, my dear, please take the stage. I actually forgot now. <laughs> I actually forgot. It was the same thing. That's how it needs to be. It can't be forced at all. That's it, really. Mm. But no. So, guys, I'm going to say watch this space and let's see what happens in the next four weeks. Yeah. Take it from yeah. there. Yeah, I'm ready. But guys, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. As always, feel free to hit us up on at the Nursing Handover podcast Instagram page or for us all separately for Clarissa. It's at Clarissa Ferrara. For Diane, it's at DD Lutz with a Z at the end. And for me, it's Jelly Bean with three L's and two A's. And if you're on Twitter, follow our Twitter account at the underscore handover and join the conversation. Let's chat about this. Let's see how it's going to impact us at work and in yeah. our normal lives. Mm. And feel free to reach out whenever, guys. But until next week, take care, enjoy the sun where possible, because today's weather was a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Wear your scun, your, wow, your scun screen, wear your sunscreen. <laughs> And drink loads of water because dehydration is real. Yeah. And just enjoy it. Make the most of the time we have because, boy, if it has anything to do with this government, we don't know what's coming next. <laughs> 100. So take care, guys, and we'll be back next week. Bye. All right. See you, Bye. Bye.